the key to success or the key to failure, however you phrase it, is we become what we think about. Yep. I go back, I think I mentioned this in your podcast, Zig Ziglar always goes back to that, is where you are, you are exactly where you are today because of what you have put into your mind. That's true. The Bible says, from the heart, the mouth speaks. From the heart also is filled up from whatever you're thinking about all the time. Yep. You can't have a great heart, as it's describing, and have a corroded mind or have a super poor attitude. So I think the question for you guys that you really, I mean, one of the things that would serve you well in 2017 is to really answer that simple question. So simple, in fact, we pass by it so many times, which is, what are you thinking about? And I think so many of our society, so many people, it, they're just winging it. I know, yeah. I know I did for a long time before I tapped into a lot of this deep thought, mapping out all the green cards, as you see here on my desk, to keep me organized. I winged it for a terribly long time without even realizing what I was doing. I mean, seriously, guys, have you guys ever, I mean, think about it. Have you ever wondered why so many people out there work tremendously hard, as I was just mentioning, but they're always playing from behind. They're trying to catch up. They haven't, they haven't achieved a lot in comparison to the work that they've done. So maybe they've achieved a lot, but you and I probably both know people, and I was this guy for, for quite a while, where you're looking at the amount of work that's going on, muscling it through, as I call it. You're looking at the amount of work going, man, there's got to be a better way. The person's accomplishing some stuff, but wow, man, they work super hard. And I know you guys have all seen that out there before. You know, they just, they're not keeping up. There's not as much bang for the buck as far as the workload to the actual progress. But have you also noticed the people that become successful, whatever that looks like in their trade or their craft or whatever they're going for, many times they just continue to be more successful. Yeah. And eventually at some point, I've noticed this as I've gotten older, it almost seems like the people that are becoming more and more successful aren't working as hard. Now, don't get me wrong. They're still working really hard, but they find a way to get into patterns and rhythms that meet their goals, that meet their organization, uh, the organization that they have to have. And it comes back to the idea, the cliche of working smarter mm -hmm. and not harder. Very first episode we ever did as a Facebook Live was all about working harder and not smarter. And people hear that stuff and they pass it over. And I think it really does come down to what are your goals? What are your priorities each day? And I think some people have goals out there. Some people are intentional about what they show up you know, to do each day. And some people don't. Uh, some people know where they're going. Some people don't. Just like the idea of a ship without a captain. It's just not going to get to where it needs to be without something guiding it. And with chronic mercury toxicity, the most common things are, you could say, depression and anxiety. And depression, I mean, on a physical level as well as a mental level. There is an adrenal a propensity to adrenal burnout that happens as you lower mitochondrial functioning or, or the ability of your cells to generate energy. And then neurologically, the first thing that it does is create a lot of anxiety. Uh, there's what's called the glutamate system in the brain, and it hypercharges the glutamate receptors. And glutamate is good. It's important for memory and for accurate functioning. But when it gets overdone, and anybody who's ran into burnout can appreciate this, you start developing a lot of anxiety. And you're trying to get all this work done, and you start getting anxious about it. And that actually slows down your efficiency. And as that uh, neurological dysfunction proceeds, it moves into a brain fog. And so then you have anxiety and brain fog. And so this is diminishing your neurological function. 
And on a physical level, it's hitting you at an energy generation function. Some people talk about adrenals, other people talk about right. mitochondria. But that weighing down the system and creating this, this anxiousness is the most common thing that people have. Doesn't the body detox on its own? I mean, we hear about that sometimes, how the body is made to detox on its own. It's such a complex and wonderful system that it does that. Why are more and more people in your community finding out that, you know, there needs to be extra remedies to get this detox process happening and get things out of the body when it should be happening to some extent on its own? Yeah, well, these are a great set of questions. And it's also important at this point to realize that this is not just mercury that we're talking about. This is lots of different metals. It's lots of different pesticides. It's lots of different herbicides. In fact, even Roundup attacks the same glutamate receptors in the brain. Mold toxins attack the same glutamate receptors in the brain, have the similar mitochondrial or adrenal toxicity. So we can think about it as what is the toxin you're exposed to or what is the soup of toxins you're exposed to? And any number of them can have similar effects on you. And you are supposed to get rid of these things, but you're not. Now, why are you not doing that? Now, it can be that you're just overwhelmed by so many toxins and it's using up all of your resources for detoxification. Uh, these resources center around the glutathione system. And so when you're under all of this toxic stress, you're using up all of your glutathione system. But at the same level, some of this is sort of like downward spirals where if you're not in the right neurological state, you also don't detox. And this is a super, super crucial thing. And this is why some of the guys like Dave Asprey pushes a lot of heart rate variability training, and I push that too. Because in your autonomic nervous system, which is your automatic functioning nervous system, what's going on behind the scenes? This is not you activating your muscles, but this is your nervous system controlling your bodily function. It's split into a, it's called the autonomic nervous system, and it's split into a yin-yang of the sympathetic, which is fight or flight activity, or parasympathetic, which is a more calming state of mind, and that's where you have all of the rest and repair functions of the body. And when we're stuck in this hypersympathetic state, thinking we have to go, 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 achieve, 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 we actually don't put our resources, our biological resources into detoxification. We put them into muscular control and having more blood in our brain. But at the same time, when we do that, we're also activating those glutamate receptors and furthering that neurological damage that's happening from the toxins that are coming in. So I hope you can see that it's the toxins make this sort of uh, anxious, uh, paranoid state of mind, but our go, go, go society is keeping us there, which is making the problem worse. And it's taking energy away from detoxification, which is allowing more toxins, which is furthering the process. Your mind, you could liken to a field. And so you could plant poison in the field or you could plant uh, wheat in the field and your mind doesn't care what you plant. Uh, it's going to return whatever it is that is planted, right? right. So we plant wheat, it's going to return wheat in the harvest, right? We plant poison, it's going to return a poison in the harvest. And so we got to see our mind as exactly that. It is a field that we are laying the groundwork for. And 
We can either, you know, we can lay fruits and vegetables and, and wheat and barley, or we can lay poison in our mind. Yeah. You know, it's, that's powerful. So you may have a lot of people walking around out there in today's society that feel tired, they're fatigued, they're anxious, they're nervous about things, they're depressed, they're in brain fog, and they may just think, hey, I'm not getting enough exercise, I'm not eating the right things. And though that may be part of it, what I'm hearing you say is a lot of that is brought on by toxins and toxicity. I've heard you talk about uh, glutamine and, and GABA before, and as you just mentioned, the parasympathetic calming in the sympathetic system that helps with, that, uh, you know, some of that's going to cause anxiety and fatigue and those sort of things. But what you're saying is it's actually the toxins that are disrupting the cells. And until we figure out a way to get rid of some of that, if I'm hearing you correctly, we can change some of our diet, we can change some of our exercise, we can do those things. But if we're still subject to those toxins, we're still going to have those issues and not wonder why we feel so bad. Is that correct? That is correct. Basically, a couple of things that have to come together to get you well and to keep you well. You need the right state of mind. You need to be able to compartmentalize your life so you get time to relax. But your body needs the biochemical resources for detoxification. When you get deep into the hole like that, where you get a buildup of these toxins in your body, just diet and exercise usually isn't enough. You need to supplement. You need to take the right supplements to optimize all of these different reactions that are coming on, that are happening in your body to detoxify. There's sort of like a relay race of handing off these toxins, putting them in the right form, then handing them off and getting them out of the body. And we've designed a supplement system to optimize all those states, all those steps there. And as these toxins get pulled out of the body, the unloading happens and the body comes into its own. And if you really want to be running at peak performance, you need to, one, you need to get rid of these toxins so you can get your body out of the hole and up to its optimum shape. But then you have to keep, you have to incorporate those into your life so that you're periodically detoxifying, periodically cleaning out the engine so you can keep working at optimal speed. A little bit of irritation is good for you. It's a little bit of the, if it doesn't uh, kill you, it's going to make you stronger. What we find is that exercise turns up our antioxidant response and detoxification is part of our antioxidant response. But we know that exercise creates oxidative stress. And the way it works is exercise creates these little oxidative or respiratory bursts that makes little pools of reactive oxygen species. And these are oxidative stress. And our body reads those and it responds by turning up the genes that code for the antioxidant response. So there's this induction of genes to make antioxidants. The very action of exercise turns up this little stress response that turns on your detoxification. And it is such a crucial, crucial part of keeping a healthy body and a crucial part of getting better. But there are times when certain toxins and probably infections get in the way of that response and actually block that response. And uh, the most notable of which are mold toxins. Mold toxins are able to block this one pathway. It's called NRF2. And if you can go Google NRF2 and you'll come up with all kinds of websites and all kinds of scientific papers on this one master switch that's in your cell. And it's supposed to respond to either oxidative stress 
or chemical stress, and it responds by turning up all the great genes for all the great internal molecules you have for chemoprotection and oxidative protection. But there's certain things that block that, like mold toxin. And when that is the case, then the exercise doesn't necessarily always make you feel better. You have to be very careful with it. And then when we move into looking at the super supplements for detox, one of the favorites that I like to talk about is our lipoic acid. Uh, people talk about alpha lipoic acid, ALA. Our lipoic acid is a more potent version of that. It's more biospecific. And our lipoic acid used to be billed as an antioxidant. But what we've really found is that it is a hormetic trigger too. It makes little free radical reactions in the cells and triggers NRF2 to do its job, move into the nucleus and turn up all these genes for chemoprotection. If mold toxins have blocked that reaction though, you it's very hard to take things like lipoic acid and you need to nurse the system back to health with externally taking glutathione. And uh, that was really the, when we realized we had to get glutathione into our supplement systems was what led us into the use of liposomes and our different lipid-based delivery systems. But there's an example, when you get too far in the hole, sometimes the things that keep you strong, like exercise, aren't enough to pull you out. And you have to go to a very specific supplement system to get yourself out of that hole to the point at which you can use exercise properly. Yeah. So a lot of our advisors that I'm coaching, guys you're working with, they're just grinding it out, just trying to build a career. But I see now I have so much more perspective in the year that in the years of business that I've been in now from from day one. And I just see so many struggles going on that are totally unnecessary. I'm sure I did a lot of that, right? I'm human as well. But you don't see it when you're in it. You don't see the picture when you're in the frame. All you can see is what's right there in front of you. And I just look at these especially the young ones that don't have any business experience whatsoever. And either they come out and figure it out really quickly, a very small, small portion of them, or they don't. But I would say even the ones that figure it out quickly as to how to get on track, they're still working a lot harder and not smarter. Yeah. Yeah. So Earl Nightingale has this checklist for successful living, he calls it. I, the thing I love about this book as well is he makes these, these lists, these checklists, but one of them is a checklist for successful living. And in there, he says that the number one thing that you should have on your checklist for successful living is goals. You have to have a purpose. You have to, again, telos, teleological beings, as the Greeks talked about all the time, where they said you were created for purpose. They even got it back then. You were created for purpose. You were created to go and accomplish certain things. And your soul, your spirit gets restless many times when you are not living out what you were created to do. That's so true. And so number one is you've got to have goals. And I know that sounds so simple and so, you know, stupid, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think we would do ourselves very well to get back to the basics. I've had to do that a few times in my career. Get back to the basics and stop making things so hard. Either I'm stressing out about things I shouldn't be stressed out about, or I'm just finding that there's a month or two of production where I'm working with clients or I'm working through planning with my clients, whatever. And I just kind of step back and take a breath and go, man, my staff is stressed. I'm stressed. There's just a lot going on, which should be a good thing. But why are we like, why is there this unrest in us? And it's because I'm working harder than I should be. And life is very simple. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you That's think exactly about what, what I was going to say, if you think about what we have to do 
in life in general, just kind of kind of map it out, right? And I'm not discounting anyone that has like hardships going on in their life, whatever. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm just saying for normal people day to day, they're getting up, they're going to accomplish, they're coming back home to love on their family, they're going to bed at the end of the night. Or a single individual that doesn't have a family or kids, hopefully he's getting up, going to a business that he runs, whatever, coming home at the end of the night, whatever, right? If you really think about what we need to do from the time our eyes pop open until the time we crawl back in bed, we would all probably admit these aren't super hard things. They're actually pretty simple, but we get in the way. And most of that is for not having goals. But secondly on his checklist is attitude. Now, say we want to sort of fill in the gaps here and you're undergoing fatigue. And, you know, you're tired from all these toxins. Now I'm going to say add in the Nano Mojo and take, a, you know, two pumps of that three, four times a day to fill in the adrenals and make that strong during that. We've stabilized adrenals. We've stabilized the neurological system. We have the GI binder and we have something to feed the intracellular detoxification. And there's two points I have to bring up before I, before I end this. Two rules of detox. One is titrate up, meaning start low and slowly work up the dosage. That is right. absolute fundamental of detoxification. And the other one is to pulse it. You don't just go six months straight with these products. We usually have people start doing five days on, two days off. Maybe a more advanced way is 10 days on, four days off. But this is all because you're affecting gene uh, transcription and you, you're stimulating the system. You want to let it relax back. So titrate up. And pulse stays on, days off, and you'll be able to set up a successful detox. I want to dive into the last few minutes here as we get ready to wrap up the podcast. Just the whole idea of attitude. Jordan, I'm going to ask a favor of you. I know right over there under that stack of books, there's a blue book, maybe in the very back stack over there, that just is, says the power of attitude on it. Yeah, just pick them up like that and you can find it real quick. Just glance. If you don't find it real fast, it's not in that stack. Just go to another one. Should be right in there, I hope. Hopefully I hadn't lost it. But guys, I want to talk about this attitude uh, idea. And Earl Nightingale in this book basically says, just like a horse picks up on a rider's attitude, which is just like an aura around them, there are going to be people around us that pick up on our attitudes, even if we're trying to mask them. Yeah. So if you think about that, a horse and a rider, the horse can pick up on the rider's attitude. If he's tight, if he's tense, uh, I'm no expert in horse riding, right? But I have heard that before. Why do so many people practice different things with horse riding? You think you're just getting the saddle and ride. But no, I've heard that many times that the horse can pick up on what the rider's feeling. Same way with us. Our attitudes are going to be picked up on, by people. And most people, I think, get up with, most people might hear that and go, well, I have, a, I have a pretty good attitude each day. What Earl Nightingale tells you is many people out there wake up with just a neutral attitude, which is still not good. Yeah. He says you either have a great attitude each day and you work to set that in even when things are going rough and you work at it, sometimes maybe even faking it till you make it type thing, or you wake up on this side of the spectrum, which is neutral or bad attitude. Because what he says is a neutral attitude, you wake up with a neutral attitude and you intend for it to get good during the day. We all know how that story goes, yeah. right? Most people are going to either look to others to brighten up their day, mm -hmm. or they're going to try to just let circumstances get them in a better mood if they wake up neutral. But that puts everyone else in control of your attitudes or all the circumstances in control of your attitude. And circumstances never hardly go the way you want them to. No. 
Not at all. So I would tell you guys, I had Jordan grab the book. Here it is. Stan Toller. Uh, Stan Toller, The Power of Your Attitude. For those of you on Facebook Live, I mean, I don't know if you can see, but like almost every page in this thing is just so marked up in here. And I would encourage you guys. It looks like this. Power of Attitude. It was awesome. Seven choices for a happy and successful life. And it's not just fluff. I can tell you that. It's not, you know, you read that. Seven choices for a happy and successful life. The Power of Your Attitude. Pass. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to move on to something else. I'm telling you guys, it's not just fluff. This is an awesome, awesome book, and I, I'd love you guys to get. Uh, I'll try to get Stan on the podcast. That'd be awesome. Uh, but I would just ask you guys just to do a check on your attitude and think about that. Are you the type that's walking around each day saying, you know, same crap, different day? Or when you know, think about the questions people ask. How's your day been? How's your week going? What's going on? What's happening? What's your typical answer? Oh, good. Oh, same junk, different day. I mean. We're sabotaging ourselves each day. Yeah, and so if we true. look at the success list by Earl Nightingale, it's goals, it's attitude. And I don't think these are in any particular order. I think they're all just they're all just as important. Goals, attitude, think time. And then he talks also about just being successful through the law of laws, which I love the way he phrases that. It's the law of laws, which is just this cause and effect. Yeah. Everything we do toward those three things is going to have a massive cause and effect on our life. And either we'll be heading down the right path or not. Yeah. True. Well, guys, uh, if you'd like to connect with us, as always, send us an email, info at success101podcast.com. And if you want to check us out on social media, the Duke of Earls at, on Instagram and success101podcast on Instagram. You can also catch us on Facebook as well. And uh, yeah, keep sending in your comments. It's been awesome just to see how much you guys have responded to the live episode uh, and we're just going to keep throwing out great content for you guys. If there's anything you want to hear about specifically, any book that you want us to go through or any document out there, or any just concept out there that you feel like could help take our listeners to more peak performance, we are always open for that. Shoot us uh, some ideas either on my website in the contact form or again, info at success101podcast.com. My team and I read all of those that come through. So your email will be read and we'll get back to you as quickly as we can, but don't think it's just going to fall off into a black hole somewhere uh, we'll be there. So he's Jordan Earls. I'm Jared Warren. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. Go out and have an awesome week and do yourself a favor. Get the copy of The Strangest Secret, Earl Nightingale, and Attitude is a Choice by Stan Toller, and you'll do yourself a big favor. Thanks, guys. That's it. Thanks. Thanks.